electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Let's get to Instacart upping the target for its range uh, for its upcoming IPO following the success of Arm yesterday. That's what Deirdre Bose is watching today on Tech Check. Hey, D. So call Arm the Goldilocks IPO. It went about as well as the company bankers and Masasan could have hoped. The first day, 25% pop, it was strong, but it wasn't too strong. It indicated good demand from investors, but it did not leave too much money on the table. And that bodes well for others in the pipeline, like Instacart, which filed an amended IPO prospectus ahead of its debut next week on the heels of that Arm successful listing. It has now raised its price, targeting a fully diluted valuation of up to $10 billion. $10 billion, though, as we've said, a far cry from that $39 billion valuation that it saw just a few years ago, which means that there will be big winners, big losers in this thing. In Arm's IPO, there was just one winner or loser to be had, and that was SoftBank and Masayoshi-san. Instacart, though, this is a venture-backed startup. It has nearly 100 investors over 10 rounds of equity financing. The ones that got in early, like Sequoia, Kosla, SV Angel, they are going to make money. They first invested in Instacart's Series A funding round way back in 2013, which valued the startup at just $25 million. For Sequoia, one of the Valley's most prestigious VCs, the IPO could represent a return of nearly 400%. On the losing side, though, the latest stage investors, especially the ones that came in during that peak 2021 round. They include big institutional investors like Fidelity and T. Rowe Price and crossover funds like Tiger Global. Remember, Tiger was the most active VC investor at peak startup valuations back in 2021. So for them, the IPO amounts to a down round and puts them underwater on this investment. The biggest individual winner, that would be founder Arpoorva Mehta, who stands to make Nearly a billion dollars. But there's other individuals that our audience are probably familiar with. Gary Tan, Sam Altman, Box's CEO, Aaron Levy, where they were all early investors and they stand a profit here as well, guys. So um, Arm was a positive signal for the market, but Instacart is a venture-backed company. So it's going to have perhaps more important implications for other startups that may be looking at a down-round IPO. I did not know that about Sam Altman. Very interesting. He's always in every story these days. <laughs> um, Deirdre, it seems that way. And, and if they hold, I guess the question some are asking is how this, how this should be ultimately valued in the market as a public company. Is it a, it's not a grocery stock. Is it a tech stock? Is it an advertising <laughs> stock? Because it has all these different sort of revenue businesses. And, yeah. and because it's been all over the map in terms of private valuation, It's hard to tell where it's going to shake out. Yeah, so we looked at this and we asked those exact same questions. You know, is this an advertising company, a grocery company? Turns out it's being valued like a gig economy company on the lower end. Its its price-to-sales multiple is more in line with a DoorDash and an Uber than it is a grocer like a Kroger's or an Albertson because it's still growing, right? Maybe it's matured a little bit, but this isn't a mature business. Grew its top line by more than 30% last year. And while that growth is flat, I was reading a note from Bernstein this morning. They said that the valuation is reasonable and could even be considered conservative if you think that you're going to have sort of 
a lower but reasonable longer-term growth rate. And remember, this company, which is very interesting, is actually profitable, largely thanks to that advertising business, which it has over a DoorDash and an Uber. And it also has big at bas- bigger basket sizes, which is really important when you're comparing companies in the gig economy. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Times did a great piece yesterday, D, about how it's not so much about delivery now as it is about software and advertising. And I keep thinking back long ago, you probably remember when Aswath Demoterin told us about grocery delivery and argued that the margins in grocery are so thin that he didn't think delivery as a model would work out over the long term. I mean, a chart of Dash could help argue that. Yeah, and and I think that that's right, and that's why they've been looking for different revenue and, more importantly, profitability streams. So the thing that Instacart introduced before DoorDash, before an Uber, is this advertising business, which the prospectus, the S1, showed us is actually growing pretty quickly and is a significant business for the company. So it's almost when you think about Amazon and AWS, e-commerce, logistics, not a great business. The margins are not good. But AWS, the cloud business, the margins are much, much better, and that has helped pay for a lot of the experimental stuff and even the core business of Amazon. So maybe that's a way of thinking at a very different scale, mind you, um, (laughs) at Instacart. Advertising could help pay for some of the less desirable margins in grocery delivery. Meanwhile, Instacart has been raising its IPO price range and is now targeting nearly a $10 billion valuation after Arm's debut yesterday. Dear Jabosa joins us now for Tech Check. I don't know if I'm, uh, you know, Instacart might feel happy about this, Dear but I don't know. We better not go back to the bad old days. <laughs> well, I mean, $10 billion, even if you do get close to it, still a far cry from that $39 billion where it raised at just a few years ago. So given that it has come down so much, there are going to be a number of investors underwater in this IPO if it goes public. Anywhere even near $10 billion, even at $20 billion, there's going to be losers here. So take a look. We made up this graphic. You can see the late stage investors. These are the ones that got in later when the valuation had already been bid up well above $10 billion. It's Tiger Global. It's institutional investors like Fidelity and T. Rowe Price, which means that you know some of those holding them in mutual funds are going to be underwater. And here's also, though, VC firms like Andreessen Horowitz that got in later. On the other side of this image, though, you see the early stage investors. They're going to make money on this no matter what. Take a Sequoia, a Coastal Ventures, an SV Angel. They were all in in the Series A round. So that happened in 2013 when Instacart was valued at just $25 million. So they stand to benefit from this. Sequoia could be up as much as 400%. There's also some individuals. The founder, Arpurva Mehta, of course, um, his stake will be worth nearly a billion dollars when they go public at this valuation. But there's also some other names that may be familiar to our audience, uh, certainly in tech. Gary Tan, Sam Altman, Aaron Levy, they all got in as kind of angel investors in the early stages. And Kelly, this is very different than SoftBank and Arm. In Arm, there was only one potential winner or loser, and that was SoftBank and Masasan. This Instacart is a traditional venture-backed IPO, 10 rounds of equity financing um, with more, almost 100 different investors on the cap table. So there's going to be people who make money and lose money on this. Uh, t- uh, 4% growth in the first half of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And that's part of the reason why it's going at such a lower valuation. You've seen sort of we talked about valuation disparity, and that is the idea that private markets like public markets. So we've seen this correction um, for tech companies, certainly in the public markets, some of the IPO class of 2021, the hot enterprise names, even the consumer names. Instacart waited to go public, so it's sort of taking the hit 
as mm -hmm. it goes public. And in, in you know private markets, we call this a down round, and that's essentially what this is. So we've talked about this before, Kelly. Maybe there's more upside for the retail investors that finally are not getting in at the peak. Exactly. Exactly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.